0: train Podcast. This is J-Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Monday through Friday with your Freed by Noon episodes. That is right. I'm doing these every weekday for your quarantine content pleasure. That's right. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. All you got to do is... Is tell a friend, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears, will take them. I'm so happy to be here with you. And I'm I gotta say thank you to you, the listeners. You you guys are emailing in every single day. I got more emails than ever. Um, you're telling friends, you're doing it, you're doing it. This agreement is working. You tell a friend, you tag, 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 tag. Tag a bitch, tag a bitch, tag, 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 tag them in my post right now, tag your friends, tag your brother, tag your sister, tag your mama, I want you to tag them in the Instagram post I'm putting up, I'm putting up posts every day, little video snippets and it's if it relates to a friend a friend of yours may have come, might have come to you with the same issue these people are dealing with here if that's the case send them on over you don't have to deal with them I've already dealt with them keep sending your emails JTrainPodcast at gmail.com and JTrainPodcast at gmail.com we're going to do some emails I got a coronavirus rant of the day I got a charcuterie chat and then we're done that's it baby let's do some emails dirty talk J Train thanks for all the content and endless advice from a man's perspective. Here's my question. My boyfriend is great at dirty talk and I love it but whenever he wants me to try it I clam up and just say the same three phrases. Do I just need to watch more porn? How do I get out of my insecurities of talking dirty in bed? Thanks awkward turtle. So this is a great question. I think the key to this, and it's like anything, practice makes perfect. You need to go over the script. You haven't even written the script. You're going on stage with no preparation. So you shouldn't be good at this. It's not like you're working every day being like, titty, clit, rub. Ooh, yeah, you're not practicing these things, so you should be bad at it. Let's, let's start at that. Be a little less hard on yourself. You should be bad at dirty talk. There's no class in school. This isn't something you go over with your friends. We're all just supposed to be, you know, it, it is weird with sex. We just expect ourselves to be good out of the box and to be ready to do these things right away. You shouldn't. This is not a part of your daily routine. This is not. You're not sitting there going, ooh, it feels so good when you rub my sides and my waist and then you want you to put your hand... Like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. So here's what I would do. I would start, you know, write some notes. I would write some fan fiction. I would go over... And writing porn, you know, going and watching porn, I mean, isn't going to help you because that's someone else's dream. What I would do is here's what you do. You run a bath, okay? Run a bath, get in the bath, put light some candles, dim the lights, and I want you to think of the most, I want you to imagine the best sexual experience of your life, okay? And now, go to the notes section of your phone and write down what that experience was. And that's your dirty talk. Because now you're saying all the things that you've imagined and wanted done to you. And now you have a script that you can go over. So then next time it's not just like, hey, tell me about your titty, go. That's hard. Next time you've thought about it. Ooh, these are the, these are the desires that I had while in the tub. Call it, You can call the notes section your tub desires. That's fun. J train podcast at gmail.com j podcast at gmail.com how to tame the beast aka a horny male prospect dearest J train I'm a 28 year old girl living in NYC and I got out of a two-year relationship just before quarantine started last week I decided to give online dating a shot and downloaded a hinge I'm a little rusty with speaking to new guys and I need some advice. Some of these men seem to want to get sexual really fast. Really? Uh, I have had guys ask me to come over to their apartments, yes, during quarantine, like, are you crazy? We're gonna get to that later. Uh, others who start the conversation by off by saying, uh, by just by commenting on my looks or my body. One guy asked if I would wear a crop top and jeans for him on our first FaceTime date because he thinks that's the sexiest look for a girl. Wow. Talk about tub desires. That guy beat off in the shower to some girl in a crop top and now is going around on dating apps being like, can you please put on a crop top? I need you to put together my dream, my boner dreams. I get that these dudes are pent up in their apartments alone or back home with family and are probably super horny. Balls full of cum to quote you. I'm such a poet. And you don't, and I don't mind a few flirty text exchanges, but I'm hoping to make a more meaningful connection with someone. How do I stave off these guys' sexual advances without just plain ghosting or sounding like a bitch? Thanks for your help. Love the pack us. Feather, feather. Here's what I'll say to you you should ghost these people. You want something different than them and that's totally fine. The problem with the dating apps is the numbers. You're meeting more people. So you have more of everything. You have more people that you're accepting. You also have more people that you're turning down. They, these guys are not giving you, the, you need to start treating these guys the way they're treating you. And the way they're treating you is as a number. They're saying, hey, if I write, uh, put on a crop top to enough girls, one of them will come through. And you need to play that same numbers game, but in a obviously way more appropriate way. Your numbers game has to be, hey, not everyone that talks to you is going to be the right guy. Just because they matched doesn't mean they're worth salvaging. Just because you found them attractive doesn't mean they're worth keeping around because they may or may not want the same thing as you you, one day down the road. No, that's not how it's going to work. If they start at put on a crop top, it ain't going down to let's spend Christmas together. It goes from crop top to let me see a nipple to oh my God, I'm so hard. That's the progression. So I understand because we're on these dating apps and it starts in a positive place. It starts at, ooh, we match. We both find each other attractive. But that doesn't mean that just because you match doesn't mean you guys have to be something. So what you're saying here is I understand. You're like, well, you're being very understanding. You're like, I I totally get it. You're, You're full of cum. You're at home and you're horny. But I'm saying to you, let them deal with that issue with other people who are up for that type of match. There are other people out there going, I'm fucking horny too. And I just want a guy to tell me to put on a crop top and then fucking masturbate in front of FaceTime with me. There's other women out there like that. I, I mean, hard to find, obviously, based on the emails I get, but you're not that person. You don't have to be that person you are looking for something more serious and something to be a real dating experience. These guys are not. So let them go, ghost, goodbye, not for you. It's not, and just because someone writes, I I got a message, it was a DM that was like, can you tell these boys to stop with the cheesy lines? And it's like, no, I'm not gonna tell the rain cloud to stop raining. Stop worrying about teaching these society people what to do right. That's not your responsibility. It's not my responsibility. The responsibility of this podcast is to give you an honest perspective. And when I say a guy a guy who writes you, hey, want to catch a little bit of my virus? The guy who writes you the cheesy coronavirus opening line doesn't give a shit about meeting you. He's just throwing that line around as many times as possible until something comes back. So... For you, that should be a positive. Look at it positively. Cheesy line means doesn't really give a shit about your profile. That means doesn't really want something serious, probably. So you should move the fuck on. Mosey on through. Get out of here. This ain't these dick quarters aren't for you. So my point in all that is to say, take these as a sign that you're not the match. Move on. They'll and and you need to count on the numbers as much as they're counting. Ca- they're counting on one girl will be into this type of thing. You need to count on one guy will be into my type of thing. Train podcast at gmail.com. Train podcast at gmail.com. I keep sending these emails in. Mm. Also, if you're on YouTube, I want you list. I want you on YouTube. I want you. I need you, baby, ooh baby. I want you to subscribe on YouTube. I love doing the YouTube videos. Every day, we're posting YouTube every goddamn day. Husband on a cross-country road trip during a pandemic. What? Jared rated, reviewed, subscribed, and tagged a friend. I'll get right to it. I am newly married. I al- and also recently moved from my husband's job across the country away from my whole support system. We have been doing well, quarantine, given the circumstances. My husband's friend is moving to our area in three weeks for a job. And my husband wants to fly to our hometown in the south and drive him across the country. Well, I know. I, well, I would usually be very supportive of this during a pandemic. It makes me really anxious. The thought of being alone in a new place. I have pretty bad anxiety anyway, and I know I will have panic attacks when he's gone. The problem is that when I suggested me going home and staying with my family during the trip, he completely guilt tripped me into feeling like I would basically kill my family by living by giving them the virus. Been quarantined almost two months, no symptoms. I just feel like it's a double standard. And if he is leaving and having fun, then I should at least be able to be around my support system. I mean, I know the responsible thing would be for us to just both stay at home and ride this out, but he is dead set on doing his road trip. Help me, what do I do? Should I just suck it up and stay home while he's gone on this journey? I'm feeling so resentful and angry at my husband for basically abandoning me when the only reason we moved out here is for him. What do I do? Mm. So there's a lot here. It sounds like he's not even debating this trip. Like he is going on the trip, which, okay, that's fine. I I think part of the argument's problem is that when I read this, I don't buy, and this is me just reading it. Is when you say my husband and his friend is moving to our uh, friend is moving to our area in three weeks for a job. My husband wants to fly to our home uh, wants to fly to our hometown in the south and drive him across the country. Well, I would usually be in support of this during a pandemic. It makes me really anxious. I think this isn't about the pandemic at all. To me, I don't buy that. When I hear that during a pandemic, like to me, that's you, the, these are big words being used to scare you. So, the, like the, I'm saying, the way I hear it, and I'm assuming, is somewhat close to how he's hearing it. Is like du- you're blaming the pandemic for why you don't want him going, and that to me is avoiding a big, a larger issue. And that's that he's leaving you behind, leaving you alone when you have to stay in the house and he's going on this big, you know, road trip and he didn't even consider your feelings. Like, you know, so sometimes when we divert the issue, the other person sees it as bullshit and doesn't really like go with us, doesn't really take our issue seriously. Like and that because you're not you're afraid to talk to him, to be like, hey. You're gonna leave me alone, and I have to stay in the house. Like, I think bringing up the pandemic. While you may be right, you live in the land of right. I just can understand why that is. It's it it's denial of what the actual issue is, and the actual issue to me is that he's not even like trying to work with you on this. Like, I I think relationships are negotiations. I think you both sit at the table, and this is him getting up from the table, going, "Take it or leave it, Tuts. Goodbye." So. I don't think it's reasonable for him to guilt you when he's going because there's a lot and this is okay. I There's a lot of this going on right now and where everyone is this is I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because this is my let's do the coro- let's go to the corona I I I will say this. I know the responsible thing would be for us to say, but the thing is you are everyone's trying everyone's making an effort you're staying home two weeks you said you made you stayed home he's you know going to probably wear gloves and do this road trip and go to a gas station and not breathe when he walks inside i'm sure you guys are all going to try your best but also you can go home like i don't understand the reason to make you feel i would say to you you need to sit with your husband and have a talk about the relationship and how you your side is being listened to because at this point he's not negotiating with you you need to come to a solution together because him saying well I have a big trip and you should just stay home that's not a negotiation that's that's you saying no that's not what I want I want to know how you can help me who you know has anxiety issues Feel better about your trip and being alone and being somewhere new and not where I don't know anybody. And and I think you have to go back to them from another angle. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at Gmail.com. Advice. My husband, a lot of a lot of married emails. Wow, this is this is great. My husband and I have been together for nine years. We have a great relationship, but he has always struggled with depression. This whole pandemic and uncertainty about his job have put him back down in the dumps. Understandably so. How do I not take his depression personally? Throughout a relationship, I have struggled with this and thought that I alone am not enough to make him happy. When he says he's down about work, how do I make myself believe that and that it's not on me? It's not me. All I want for him to be happy. I love listening to your podcast and your honest and straightforward advice. It's like learning what men think. Hope you continue to do this after this is all over. I've been doing it. This podcast has been around for like seven years. Um, But I will say, you know, I can't tell you how to feel. I can't tell you. He's telling you it's not you. The way I mean, I can't say more than he's already said. What I would say to you is offer your help. And, you know, I think also you got to back away. Hey, I'm here to help. I'm here for you. And also like. I think the frustrating part of like when you're dealing with someone and then the other person makes it about, I think it can become resentful. You could, he could look at you and go, listen, I have to work on these things. I I think maybe asking him what the process is that he goes through to feel better, maybe being a part of that. Hey, so what, when you do feel down, what are the things you do to feel better? Maybe I can be a part of those things. Maybe I can know when to stay away when you're trying to maybe get in a better headspace. I think Making this – I think when you make it um, more structured, it feel, it's easier. So when you make it like uh, – like if he was to say like, hey, I, uh, you know, when I get down, I like to go watch a TV show and then I do this. At least when you see him doing those things, you know to back away and you know that he's going through the process of getting better. When someone says I just feel bad, when it's the vague I feel bad, I totally understand where you're like, well, is it me? Did I do something? I think – If you understood his process, then it would make you more comfortable knowing that like, oh, this is something he works on daily. This is something he deals with. Because I know if I felt bad and it wasn't the other person, but then they all of a sudden every five minutes are like, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? It would become them. So I think maybe when he's not feeling down, hey, can you tell me what, you know, maybe give me a a window into what you're process of getting through bad moments is like because then maybe I can help and also then I can know like oh this is because I think with like I don't suffer from depression I'm not you know I, I'm also not an expert I don't know any of these things but I know when someone when I'm told I feel bad I, I I'm insecure I go ooh what did I do something where and then I make it about me because I'm a narcissist just like you are so if someone says, well, I feel bad and the way I get through it is I'm going to watch a movie on my own and then I get to put my headphones on and take a walk, I would go, oh, okay, you're doing the things. It, it makes it more concrete and then I go, oh, okay, I understand that there's a process to this that I'm not involved in. Train podcast at gmail.com. JTrain, why do exes never say happy birthday? Jared. Huge fan of your daily quarantine podcast. My birthday was last week in quarantine, which meant I was on my phone a lot more. I noticed though none of the guys I hooked up with in the past few months and my ex did not text me. <laughs> That's the saddest sentence I've ever read in my entire life. I'm not not to be. My birthday. Play some sad music. Let's. Shelby, you there? Hold on. Let me my birthday let's play some sad music liberty, liberty. No, that's the liberty commercial liberty. that's not sad at all <laughs> let's play some how many commercials are on this thing let's read this okay My birthday was last week in quarantine, which meant I was on my phone a lot more. I noticed none of the guys I hooked up with in the past few months, and my ex did not text me. My ex and I broke up two months ago and we were together for three years. We haven't talked since the breakup, but was hoping he would reach out for my birthday. I don't want to get back together but he was my best friend and I'd be lying if I said I didn't miss him. I know I deserve better but there's always a little piece of me still holding on. Him not reaching out made me feel like he didn't care since he definitely knows when my birthday is. His entire family, mom and sisters even texted me happy birthday as I was a huge part of their family. Why do you think he didn't text me? Also, any advice on fully getting over an ex in quarantine? I, I'll say this. This guy is damned if he do, damned if he don't. I would never text an ex on their birthday. I, maybe I would. I mean, there's an ex maybe, that you know, out there that would go, well, look at this. You know, maybe I have. But I now looking back, I would never suggest texting an ex on the birthday because especially when you broke up two months ago it's nice that the family did here's what i would say to you um understand that the best way out of a breakup is to turn off the people that you came away from like you need unsubscribe unfollow like i even think the mom and sister reaching out to you isn't very uh nice i don't think that's very appropriate of them yeah it's your birthday but i i think like Let's look at it from his perspective. You break up two months ago. Now he texts happy birthday. You guys start texting again. And then you guys start getting, you know, nice and having nice t- conversation. And then you go, well, why would you text me? And it's like, well, I was supposed to text happy birthday, wasn't I? Get it? So there's no in between on this. He texts on your birthday. Now it's seen as him trying to get back with you. You doesn't text. How could he not care? Here's the thing. You're going through a breakup and so is he. People think that because, and, and what you see on social media or when you see no text, you are going the, sev- the second wave. You're going down the line to go, well, if he, as if he didn't text you on his birthday and he's at a bar celebrating at a speakeasy that opened during the quarantine with a bunch of uh, floozies. Oh, can you believe I used to date that bitch? Ah, and it's her birthday. She can go fuck herself. Like that's not happening. He is going through a mental math of like, oh, should I text? Should I not text? I, we did break up. I have to respect the space. So respect that. Respect that he's going through a breakup too. The post breakup maneuvers have nothing to do with you, they have something to do with that person trying to get themselves right too. So, like, and you'll, you might say, well, he broke up with me, so he must be okay. No, 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 no. He's just on a different timeline than you. If someone breaks up with you, they probably thought about doing it two weeks before you even knew that a breakup was coming. So I think you have to respect that a breakup is a two-way street. You have to respect that he's going through something too and trying to figure out this minefield that none of us can figure out. So when someone doesn't text you, it's not because they don't care, it's because they're trying to get themselves, just like you said, any advice on fully getting over an ex in quarantine? That guy's wondering the same fucking thing as you. We're all 10% away from each other. So he's sitting there going, fuck, any, any suggestion on you know whether I should text or not? And it's like, I don't know. Like, if he had texted, like, even the birthday text would piss you off. What if he texted you, hey, happy birthday, no exclamation point? You'd be like, how could he? We have three years. He was my... Be-. Also, he wasn't your best friend. Let me just say that right now. Your best friend... this guy wasn't your best friend people in getting relationships and they want to say like you're my best friend as quickly as possible so that they like create this like fucking rom-com you know storyline where it's like we've been looking for each other our whole lives no 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 you, you guys are not best friends you weren't best friends You were two people that really enjoyed each other's companies and learned about one another and learned about yourselves and came out the other side. And now you're single and you're going to be a better person for having that relationship. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a problem. But you don't have to make him your best friend to make it a more important relationship so it mattered more. That's why you're doing it. You're going, well, we were best friends for three years so that you don't feel like you wasted your time. You didn't waste your time, even if he wasn't your best friend, which he wasn't. You didn't waste your time. You, you had a good experience. Now you're out of it and you know your own taste better. What's better than that? Life is for the living. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Couple finance. These are some serious questions today. Couple finances during quarantine furlough. Uh, Tran, thanks for all the extra content you're putting out it's been fantastic having a new podcast to look forward to every day thank you i'm writing in with a question regarding finances during quarantine i work in the hospitality industry and have been furloughed from my job for the foreseeable future until things go back to normal My boyfriend, thankfully, still has his job and has been working from home. We have been dating for almost eight months pre-quarantine. We spent about five to six nights a week together, including weekends. During the first month of quarantine, we were both working from home and worked together at my place or his pretty much every day. We have always been pretty 50-50 when it comes to shared food expenses like buying groceries that we both will eat. And when we get takeout, we'll take turns paying. However, now that I don't have a job or paycheck coming in, I have started to feel like he should be pitching in a little more when it comes to food, eating out, etc., and I find myself getting a little bit resentful when he doesn't offer to cover meals more often for us as he is still receiving a steady paycheck and makes way more than I did anyways. I have been pushing more to cook at home rather than getting takeout, and we only do it maybe once a week. Obviously, I know that this is something we should talk about. However, I don't know the best way to approach it. I don't want to come across as stingy or entitled. And, of course, I don't expect him to pay for all my expenses as as that isn't fair. I guess I would just appreciate if you offered more. Knowing my situation, how stressed I am about money right now. What do you think? What is the best way to bring it up? I appreciate all you do. I think your, your, your problem is a real problem. Um, I think you need to stop assuming... That you guys you're operating as if you two have been married 30 years and you have a joint bank accounts. That's how you're operating. You're going, well, I'm putting less into the pot, so he should know. He doesn't know your financial situation. You've been together eight months. So let's understand what he knows and what he doesn't know. What he knows is that you've lost your job. What he doesn't know is your savings situation or money you've put away, or how dire the straits are. So let's give him some credit on that. So to me, what I would say to you is you need to say to him, hey, I gotta talk to you. Um, I'm looking at my savings right now and the money situation, and I'm really stressed out about that. I understand you wanna eat out, and I understand you wanna do other things, but I cannot, you have to put things in me terms. I can't do that anymore. I have to change my habits because my money is very different right now so see when you say it like that he either goes or he doesn't he either says oh i oh my god shit yeah well let's work through the math together then you guys can work on it or he's you say so i'm gonna be cooking more and i totally understand if you want to do your own thing if you like to get takeout and and i would hope that my significant other would want to work through this with me and and then that, if they don't, that's a different conversation. But right now, when you say, I don't want to come across as stingy or entitled, you're living in the land of vague. It's it's a, that y- you won't. If you say, hey, he knows you lost your job. Hey, I lost my job. I got to rethink how I'm doing my expenses. I love doing dinner with you, but I can't keep doing, I can't keep doing these dinners. I can't keep doing the takeout. And if you want to do that, that's fine. But I'm going to have to find different ways to uh, to, to prevent, you know, like to, um, walk these roads. I'm going to have to find different ways to get to the destination of being not hungry. So I, and and it's like, the thing is, things are pretty easy when you both have a job and, and you know, money's coming in, but it's, it, this is, this is called a relationship. This is one of those things that comes up. And I know you're afraid to say something because you you say, well, maybe he won't go with me on it. And if that's the case, you got to say, hey, I want to be with someone who will work through these things with me. Not pay for you. And I don't think you're saying that. You want to be with someone who's willing to go, all right, let's sit down. Let's Okay, once a week, and then I'll treat you. You'll treat me when you can do it later down the road. That's a normal conversation. But you're not even having that conversation because you're afraid of hearing the answer. at Train Podcast. At gmail.com. Let's do one more and then we'll go to the coronavirus rant of the day and the charcuterie chat. Before we get to the last email, um, my podcast, speaking of money, is sponsored. The way to help this podcast is to tag a friend, of course. That's always good. Like my post, that's always that's a free way to help. Subscribe on YouTube, that's a free way to help. Comment on YouTube. Also, support the sponsors. Every week I have new sponsors that give you free money. So if there's a sponsor here that can help your life, why don't you help me? Now that's the circle of feathering. You're feathering my nuts, I'm feathering your nuts, and we're feathering the company's nuts. Postmates, no contact deliveries now available. Support your local restaurant, your favorite local restaurant and get $100 in free delivery credit when you download the Postmates app and use code JTRAIN when you sign up. That's a hundred real dollars. Feels CBD. I love CBD and feels makes me feel a little bit better. Get 50, 50, 50% off your first order at feels, F-E-A-L-S.com slash JTrain. Best Fiends. I love this game. Best Fiends is a great game. Get it today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends ritual vitamins the obsessively re- researched vitamin for women fill in the gaps in your diet get 10 percent off your first three months at ritual.com slash j so help the sponsors that helps me let's do one more email hi huge fan i'm obsessed with you saw you live and couldn't stop talking about it text the group chat everyone knows who you are so my boyfriend and i are now doing long distance, New York and California. Everything has been going great. Facetimes multiple times a day, texting all day long. Uh, one night, uh, while one night while I was scrolling through my phone, I missed his text. He asked, "Would you mind if I got an OnlyFans account?" What do you think? So I am. I, I'm not trying to sound like you know a fucking Mother Teresa type of person. OnlyFans, I think, is when porn stars or models. You can sign up for their account and you pay them in a way that I have Patreon and they will give you extra content that might be, you know, more, more like, uh, I think nudes. What do you think? It's not, I think it's nice that he asked, but don't know what's the right what's the right way to respond. If I say no, I don't want him to wish he had it or download behind my back. But if I say yes, I don't want him to spend his whole day paying for girls, private nudes and videos. Yeah. You can get private nudes and videos from women. Side, I'm sure men have OnlyFans accounts too. Side note, we've been together for less than a year. Let me know what you think. I, I think, it's one of those things that's like a child with alcohol, like a, like your teenager with alcohol. Yeah, go try it. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, and then they go, oh, I guess the bloom is off the rose a little bit. You know, I would assume. Here's the thing: OnlyFans account, from what I know or what I understand, is like it's a very one-way relationship. It's not like they see who, or I don't know. I, I I would assume that they don't see, oh, well, he's cute and he wants my pictures. I don't think it's like that. I think this is like as close to paying for porn as you can get. And it feels personal because you are signing up for a certain person. But to me, it's like, yeah, do whatever you want. Like play with the, yeah, play with the toys, you fucking idiot. Like I think if you treat it that way, it won't be such a big deal for him. And I also don't think, th- this is a land of fantasy. This isn't about you. I, I I, can't believe he asked. I mean, that's what I can't believe. I, Do you mind if I buy porn from the individual people so that I can pay for my porn and do the right thing? You know, like, it is interesting that, like, he's kind of trying to support an industry that doesn't really get supported that much. It's actually nice what he's doing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I would, I would give the, I know it's hard, hard to like put face to face with like, can I buy nudes from other women? And it's like that face to face is gross, but then you get away from me like, fuck, do whatever you want. You like me. This is why you're you're with me. I don't give a fuck. I think that's a better way to play it. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Let's do the coronavirus rant of the day because I, I kind of got into this before. Let's do the coronavirus rant of the day. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's coronavirus rant is about people self-diagnosing. Do you understand? I, and it happened a lot in the emails before, but everyone right now is doing this thing where they want to let you know that they're a good person, but they're still going to break the rules. Like, oh... I'll go home, but I've been in my apartment for a month, so I know. It's like, can we all just agree none of us know what the fuck we're talking about? Can we take two seconds to agree that you don't know what you're talking about, I don't know what I'm talking about, and if I even know a little bit, you know about 10% away from what I know. We're all... Dumb fucking idiots who, who watch the same Magic School Bus episodes, who played this, who did the same SATs, that took the same tests, and most of us aren't doctors that have a clue that we don't know what. Pe- and, and it's happening all the time. Where I'm seeing people going, "Well, I'm meeting up with a guy, and but we've I've been home for two weeks, and I pray to uh, you know the 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 the, the coronavirus uh, saints of all saints like." None of us know what we're talking about. You don't know if you have it. You don't. Unless you took a test, you have no fucking clue. So stop doing the thing where you tell me how good you've been. You can just just do the thing you want to do. I'll make the assumption that you're an okay person. I know you're not the person with a fucking sign at the Liberate Michigan March that has the Confederate flag next to the Nazi uh, you know, uh, in- uh, symbol. I know you're not that person. So you don't have to explain to me, well, I have done the thing. Because at some point, you don't know what you're talking about. You're making false promises. All you're doing is letting us know, well, I'm on the good team. We know. We're all trying. We're all trying. I think we all are staying inside. We're all doing the things we can. You leave the house. You try to stay six feet away. You're not walking around with a fucking ruler making sure that you're six feet from everyone you see. You do your best. You try to get through and you go to the next day. And I think if I'm doing that, I know you're doing that. None of us are great people. None of us are bad people. We're all just in the middle. And if you're not at the march, I can pretty much assume you're trying your best. So don't tell me, well, I have spent two weeks inside and i i i licked the armpits of of a doctor and i cheer for the frontline workers every day so i am gonna go have a drink with my friend from six feet away i think it's okay it's like okay we get it you don't have to prove to me and do you know do your ocd touch the doorknob eight times thing to let me know you're a good person that's today's coronavirus rant of the day. You can send in your coronavirus rant to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's talk charcuterie. Let's do today's charcuterie chat. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's charcuterie chat is about other foods on the board. I see a lot. I get sent all these charcuterie boards, and every now and again, one will have a fully cut steak on the board. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, I understand, I love steak. I'm not gonna walk into a party and be mad that there's a fully cut steak and a hot dog and a hamburger on, on, a, on a meat and cheese board. But that's not a charcuterie board. You're, that's a steak board with some cheese and crackers on the side. That's not a charcuterie board. And, and what you're doing is you're trying to outdo everyone else, but you have so little creativity that you're like, oh, I'll just put a pizza on there. Pizza's good, so I'll throw a pizza on and then I'll look like a hero. No, you put out a pizza with fucking prosciutto on the side. You made a good pizza with a shitty fucking char- charcuterie board. That's what you did. And it's like, you don't have to prove to me that you know more about food. You're like, oh, look at pigs in a blanket on a charcuterie board. Look, at I put dino nuggies on the charcuterie board. No, you didn't. You made a kid's plate and then called it a charcuterie board so that we think you're fancy. You're not fancy. You had some frozen goods in the freezer that we all know and love and we're never going to say bad things about and you put it out and no one's going to complain because we love those foods anyways. Just because it's on a board doesn't make a charcuterie. Yeah, I'm going to just go to the ocean and find some driftwood and then put a fucking, uh, you know, a, a fucking Italian sub on it and then go, hey, everybody, I'm here with my charcuterie board. No, that's a t- an Italian sub. We all loved that before. You didn't show us anything. That's today's charcuterie chat. You can send in your charcuterie chat to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's our episode today. We're here every single Monday through Friday. Keep telling your friends, keep sharing, keep sending those emails, jtrainpodcast.juma.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.